Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Sibling rivalry. That's good. Oliver. Yeah. We got to interview Jason and Tyler Ritter. Yeah. Which was really fun. I went to school with Jason. He was a year younger than me. Mm -hmm. And... Jason's disposition is so sweet. Yes. And so pure. (laughs) And so genuine. Like, I love that guy. I wish I could I wish I could be like him in a in a way. He he's so sunny. Yeah. We're keeping this entire thing in as the intro. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, shit. This is our attempt to do the intro. This is one of my favorite episodes. It was so fun because I listened to the whole thing and I was just like, everything about it makes me feel good. And... Just their whole energy, both of their energies mm-hmm. is so wonderful. Like you, sunny is the right word. I mean, I know you're super high right now. Yeah, but, I, I, but you're really, really hitting I'm on hitting some on good something. stuff. Yeah, he's very sunny. Um, so I never really knew Tyler because he's so much younger and he's just as sweet and yeah, awesome as awesome. his brother. I mean, 
Anyway, it was this was great. I think people are going to love this. I also think too, like the way that they've handled their father's passing and how they talk about it and express themselves, I yeah. think will be really helpful to so many people. No, I know. I was actually curious if we were going to broach that, if we were going to get into it or not. I didn't. I, I wasn't sure. And when we did, I was I was happy that we did. It was actually nice to be able to talk about it and just have that memory. And mm-hmm. but anyway, I, I I just I think I think that the way that they, you know, there's some real they just their sense of humor is just in like enlightening. So all right, so uh, I hope everybody enjoys this episode with Jason and Tyler Ritter. So Jason and Tyler. Yeah. Welcome to Sibling Revelry. Sibling Um, Revelry. (laughs) (laughs) Just for uh, people listening, you know, we went to school together. And so, you know, we've we've known each other a long time. Yeah. Were you in the drama department at Crossroads? I was in the drama department at Crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) One of my fondest memories is our improv. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember the improv. Uh, and your dad was our one of the judges. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that's a little biased, don't you think? <laughs> I took the gold every time. <laughs> <laughs> I never lost. <laughs> I I just wanted to say that I had the fondest memory of and memories of your dad being just the sweetest. He was the sweetest. He was awesome. And not to just start it right off the bat with the fact that you guys were really young when dad passed away. But I think it's going to inform a lot about what we talk about being siblings and what happened during that time. You guys are both sort of like entering the world and something that sudden happens. But I just wanted to sort of off the bat acknowledge that and then kind of rewind a little bit. And let's share with everybody sort of you know, what the sibling dynamic is and who's the oldest? I'm the oldest. And then there's Carly, who's uh, between Tyler and I, who's two years younger than me, three years older than Ty. Uh, And then Tyler, uh, five years younger. He's the baby. He's the baby. We have a younger brother, Noah. And Noah, yeah. Yeah. So all full siblings? Noah is our half sibling, yeah. And how old is Noah? Noah is now 21. Yeah. Jeez, that's yeah. so creepy. All like going to be wrapping up college pretty soon, which is yeah. mind-blowing. Because I was 19 when he was born, which is yeah. so wow. crazy. Yeah. I, so I was already out of the house. Yeah. And yeah. That's crazy. Oh, God, time goes by so fast. Uh, yeah. I feel like I just graduated <laughs> high school and now I'm like, oh, yeah. I, uh, you kind of still look like you just still just graduated high school. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, like, they have, there's this thing called, like, an inflammation level in people's bodies and how high or low it is determines, like, what you actually, like, how you age. Oh, really? really? Inflammation? Yes. yes. Jesus, You're I've been inflamed since like three <laughs> days old. <laughs> You're like so inflamed, it's crazy. I'm I'm as flaming as they get. <laughs> You're actually nine years old. A lot of yeah. people don't know. That. Right, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where were you born? 
Are you guys Cedars kids or St. John's? St. <laughs> John's. St. John's, yeah. St. John's, yeah. Oh, wow. We're yeah, Cedars we're Cedars kids, nine. so fuck oh, off. Wow, it's like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Wish I knew that Cedars. before we said yes to this thing. Lucky no, we're zooming. <laughs> Jason, so Carly was the first one to come home. Do you remember? I kind of remember. I mean, I you know, it's that kind of thing where I heard a bunch of stories um, and then I've included those into my memories. Yep. Um, but I remember some great stories. I, I've heard some great stories and some not so great stories. Apparently I was like so excited. Um, and then after a certain period of time, I was like, oh, well, that was great. So when do we drive her back to the, uh, <laughs> hospital? Yeah. It's just so much fun to have a sister for a little while, but it's just the three of us is sort of the, the thing. And, um, and, and then I, I, I became like, as far as I can put together, I became very half like protective and half like trying to destroy her. So I, <laughs> it's, which is weird to say, cause I don't think like I'm an evil person at heart, but you hear stories about yourself before you were like conscious doing like sociopathic things <laughs> and you're like, huh, that's, that's what, 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 what were some of the things that you were, you were well, doing? Well, like, I think an example that, that, um, sort of encapsulates both of these things is she really wanted to, at a certain point, maybe she was like two or at this point I was four or three and five, something like that. She really wanted to me to open the gate to go out into the street. Mm-hmm. So I, I opened it for her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gentlemen. And then, yes, exactly. Told her to look both ways. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then, I, and then I was like, ah, mom, uh, yeah. Carly's um Carly's gone. Yeah, she's either <laughs> up the street or down the street, somewhere in the street. Uh, I can't get her. I'm six um, or five or whatever it was. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and then there are another story that I heard where my mom saw me kind of. I, I was going, Carly, come on this way, this way, and she was crawling after me. I'm going, yeah, come on, all right, right there, right there. And then I just took the sliding door and very softly just started to like squeeze it on her head. <laughs> so dark. That's amazing. You're like, like, hey, this is like this is like weird Ted Bundy shit, Jason. No, it really no. Oh no 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 no! This is as natural as it gets. No, I mean, it's. I think there's like an animalistic Oliver. like this this new thing is going to take my. Food. Yes. It's like a weird survival yes. thing that then you grow out of. And obviously, I love my sister so much, and she I would never hurt her in any way. Uh, you, should, you should try closing a door on her head. Yeah. <laughs> See if she remembers. <laughs> right. Yeah. She'd take me down. Um, but yeah, so I remember I like there were some there were some stories like that. But I think for the most part, we really got along you know, a bunch of adventures and loved each other very much. Uh, and then Tyler came along a little bit after that. And I was a little bit older. I was more mature. I was five at that point. Was it nice having a, a brother? Was it sort of like, did you, do you remember that? Um, when I was, I was 10 when Wyatt came into our lives. But, oh, wow. But I remember when it, when it was revealed that he was a boy, right? Yeah. Or wait That's a minute. Insane. No, it was, we had a cake, didn't we, Kate? It was like a red and a you blue cake. You always get this wrong. It's like, <laughs> I don't even know. It's like, we've... What do we've, you mean? I mean? First of all, like, we've done a million interviews at this point, and you've told this story, and... It's never been in one of our podcasts. I know, because I've cut it out. Because you always... <laughs> 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 
get it wrong. Okay, we were told we didn't know what he was until he was born. Right. Wow. That's right. But yeah. I knew it was a boy because I'm psychic. We and then you had cakes. a red and blue cake. We did celebrate. cakes and we both made cakes for what we wanted him yes. or her to be. Ah, I made a girly I cake. You made a boy cake. Yes. Can we make sure this stays in the podcast this <laughs> yeah. time? So I don't ever have to bring it up again. <laughs> my point my point is, is that having a brother was a very exciting proposition for me. After, have, after dealing with Kate. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I, I mean, I had this similar thing and I actually like, I'm, I named Tyler. Well, I, let me, I, I pitched the name Tyler to my parents. I was like, my, my friend has a, a younger brother named Tyler and it's just like the coolest younger brother name. Like, it's just the best like you just gotta have a younger brother named Tyler. Like that's the that's the coolest thing. And I was like, please, can we just name Tyler? And they're like, well, you know, that's our decision. We'll think about it. And then I do remember they were like, guess what? You decided to name him Tyler. And I said, yes. Guess who has a brother named Tyler now, Jamie? Um, but yeah, so I was I was very excited. Uh, that's a great tactic, though, for to get the older brother to love the siblings. It's like, you name it. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? Name the kid, and you're going to love that kid forever. That's yeah. really smart. That's true. And it's then the smart. sibling lives forever in debt. I, I that's, Yeah. <laughs> there was a story that you first pitched uh, Snuffleupagus. Is that oh, did I? <laughs> that's what I was always told. <laughs> was he came to us with two pitches. The first one did not go so well. Well, that, that's a tactic, you see. That's yeah, like, yeah. that's the, you, you pitched like a way extreme idea. And you're like, if you don't like that, uh, I mean, that's my favorite, but Tyler's well, a safe trip. <laughs> yeah. Then they, they, they're like, well, can't do stuff with Galapagos, I guess, you know. Smart. Really yeah. smart. If you go Tyler and Steve, then they're like, oh, uh, yeah, no, very smart. <laughs> but Tyler's not Galapagos, they, they can't, you know. So, so Tyler good. comes along. Now you're five years older. So do you remember specifically that moment? I do have a memory of like him coming, like seeing him in the, um, the what do you call it? We, we have one. Bassinet. <laughs> like car seat. Uh, oh. Bassinet. Yeah, like, like in the little strapped in seat thing. Um, that you carry babies around in. I'm sure there's a name for it. Um, Moses and, uh, basket. <laughs> yes, a Moses basket in the river that I found. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I I do remember that, and I remember thinking like, oh right, they don't just come out like, hey, I'm your little brother. Like, let's climb trees. I was like, oh, they're so small. Like, it, I forgot about this whole part. Now Carly is so fun and we can talk to each other and uh and we gotta wait wait for this one to grow a little bit yeah oh (laughs) i know watching at least ronnie there is there and it's it's gotta be just it's so instilled in our dna and our makeup when she sees a baby she goes oh i mean she's 19 months she goes oh baby baby (laughs) and my sons, like none of them were like that. Wow. You know, none of my them daughter had. Does that too. She goes, yeah, she's like, <laughs> oh my, yeah. So what I'm asking is, is you didn't have that oh baby instinct with Tyler. It was more like, okay, well. 
I know. I mean, I was I was very excited. I just was like, how do we speed this along? Is there a miracle <laughs> growth that we can like pour, <laughs> pour on? Um, and I, I think like that carried throughout a lot of our lives. I think like I, I wanted him. I was like, come on, let's go on the roller coaster. It's like you just barely, you just made it to the line. Like this is this is life. Welcome to it. You know, I was very excited. I wanted him to. And I think in a lot of ways it was like. He was like, can I just like go at my own pace a little bit? I was oh, like, all right, here's, here's these board games. And like, so here's how you play, you know, and he's like, I'm two. I just learned some words. Like, give me a break. He's <laughs> like, what's um, Monopoly? I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, so it's about capitalism, okay? Uh, where, where did you guys grow up? Uh, like Brentwood uh, area? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but also when I was born, you guys had to move, so I imagine that was also a negative impact on your life, right? Because you oh, yeah. had your own oh. room, and then I came along, and yeah, family had, had to, move. to pick up shop. Yeah, I had to leave my special wall behind. Yeah, uh, uh, and I'm reminded of that wall. Every, you had a special so wall. I had a special wall. Uh, one of my one of my um, parents' friends had painted all of these little. Um, animals on the wall like a tiger and a pig and all these like a little just mural like just painted on the actual wall and when I was growing up I had this thing where if I was having a nightmare the tiger and the giraffe and the monkey would like jump off the wall into my nightmare and like save me from whatever monster there was Mm. So when I had to leave the, we were like moving and it was also exciting. And I was like, so how do we get the, how do we get these guys there? And they're like, well, no, they, they stay here. And I was like, okay, so what about my nightmares? I'm just going to die in all my nightmares now. Um, so I was, I was, I actually, I was, I remember being like the first, like going to sleep and being like, I'm on my own in these nightmares now. I have wow. no backup. Yeah. So wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I, I, this is fascinating to me. Would they actually appear in your nightmare? Like they would come, or was this something you were imagining or were you doing acid at the age of five? <laughs> if I was doing acid, I was being given it. <laughs> uh, I, I was being sprinkled into my fingers. No, I, I, I just, that was like the image. I would yeah. be in a nightmare, I'd have some terrifying thing coming for me and then I would just see the the tiger just like leap wow. in and they'd be like, oh, thank you. And he'd be like, ah, you're safe. That's and, awesome. Yeah. I, I want to like create that for myself now at the age of 43. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what your animals would be. Yeah, I'm thinking about my son now too who just has a spooky black and white forest all around him. Ooh, whoa. Oh, yeah. the wallpaper. Yeah, it's, wall, it's, it's cool wallpaper. Hip. but It is cool wallpaper. Yeah, but <laughs> not going to help him if the monster's coming after him. It's like a Silver yeah. Lake nursery. Yeah, exactly. Right. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell Silver Lake's very safe. Yeah. It's like, Nowhere near Silver Lake, but it's- um, Did you guys grow up in a pretty open household, you mean? And was it very free? I mean, you obviously, you know, your dad was an actor and actually your grandfather was a, a performer as well. You didn't know him, but that's probably yeah. where you get your voice from, huh? I mean- No, he had like a deep, amazing he voice. He did. And I oh. spent my entire life trying to like talk at the lowest register of my voice because my natural talking voice is like still where, it's just uh, kind of like up here it's still yeah, in it's that, like yeah. that low level inflammation age 
Yeah. <laughs> well, see, yeah, exactly. that right. That's the drawback of looking so young is you don't get that nice gravelly yeah. voice, you know. <laughs> exactly. Tom um, waits. Uh, but just overall, was it a pretty free spirited sort of open house? I hold? would say. I mean, we there were definitely like you know rules and stuff, uh, you know. But um, but yeah, I, I would say like for the most part, it was it was pretty open, and we had uh, you know we could explore and be wild and i mean certainly some of the stories that we talk about and remember like there must have been a free house because we were just on the roof you know like, oh, yeah like you know so yeah we i think i think uh, they let us they let us sort of explore and and try things we weren't like little porcelain doll children mm-hmm. we we got like um you know tyler and i would wrestle and fight all the time it, with with love for each other but we we wounded each other uh, a lot of humor yeah. a lot of a lot humor, of humor. Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah because your dad i mean he's a comedian he's funny as shit right so was it was it a ball about i mean was he was he what you think he was you know what i mean when when you see who your dad was in the spirit of your father what what we see on tv was that who he was in in his house with you guys yeah, I would say there is, you know, a lot of his depth is communicated through his work, which mm-hmm. is, I think, one of the reasons he connected with a lot of people. Um, but he really was just, like, so overwhelmingly compassionate towards us. And to the point that, you know, if anyone didn't have that experience with him that I ever knew of, who didn't have an amazing run-in with him, it was usually because he was trying to protect us. So a lot of times if we were out at dinner or at a, at a Dodgers game or something, um, there would be a few times that someone would, would come up to him and he'd say, you know, I'm just trying to spend this, this afternoon with my son, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it it was always sort of jarring in that sense because, you know, 99% of the time he was really all loving and Mm -hmm. compassionate. um, It's a great word. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was, yeah. So much heart. I think there was a lot of, a lot of love in our household growing up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Did you guys ever get did you guys ever get pissed off though? Like when people wanted a piece of your dad, meaning you're at dinner and people are interrupting and all that where it's like just get the fuck away because I I had that when I was a kid where people would come up to the dinner table and it wasn't like oh my god, I, you know, I I I, I I I I did not like it. It drove me crazy, you know. You know, I think I think that was how our dad felt with his dad. Like his dad would stop and just sort of sign autographs and he would just be like, I'm right here. Like, so, so he made sure that, that we always felt like prioritized in in those situations. So I think at least for me, I don't know for you, Ty, but for me, it's, it's sort of, uh, swang. That's not the swung, swung, swing. Yeah, the yeah. other way, which where I was like, oh, like just be nice, just do whatever they want, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, no, I'm, I like, I want to. Hang- if I do, if I start here, then it. it oh it, yeah, it I'm the opposite. Snowball. I'm like, who wants one? Who? <laughs> I'm like, anyone want something? I want my kids to think I'm cool as shit. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, anyone want a picture? Yeah. Because <laughs> so my kids think that I'm like. 
I'm I'm the man. <laughs> <laughs> Tapping on people's shoulders at the restaurant. No, I don't right. know if you're aware, but right. uh, uh, you I, know, <laughs> uh, yeah. I am wearing a hat, so yeah. <laughs> I should have taken. I should have. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> what about Tyler? Did you get up? Did, were you cool with all that? You know, or did you get frustrated uh, with that <clears throat> stuff at all? Yeah, I, I was. I was. I got it. I think we had sort of been given a little bit of that explanation, um, and that it was coming from his love for us and that sort of protective nature. Um, but there were times where you know he had he had this rule for himself that if anyone asked him if he was John then he would say no. Like, if they gave him an out, he would take it. Yeah. And he would, like, live by that no matter how much they tried to change the narrative. So they'd be like, hey, are you John Ritter? And he'd be like, nope. And they'd be like, wait, uh, no, yeah, you are. No, yeah, no. And it would just sometimes get to a point where you're like, <laughs> well, and it was probably so obvious because I'm sure I was turning beet red and just, like, staring at him like, we're lying to this person. <laughs> Uh, well, that was the other thing. Your child is very awkwardly staring at you right now. Uh, he also greatly enjoyed embarrassing us all in public. So uh, I think yeah. like when that kind of thing would happen and we would be like, oh my God, just tell the truth. Yeah. They know. He knows that it's yeah. you. Just like, why did you say that you quit? Or, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. But, so uh, yeah, dude, that's a great joy. A great joy, and you guys will hopefully understand this is later on is embarrassing your children. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I have so, so much fun. fun doing that. Oh, it's God. The, it is. I, I, it's the best. It I'm is, very excited. It to is be able the to. best. Uh, there was a lot of elevator games in our family as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Dad, dad would just pretend like he was just a strange guy in an elevator. He'd, just, he'd say, pretend you don't know me. And then no matter who got in the elevator... Even if they were like, oh, that's, that's John Ritter. He would c- continue this bit of like his hat to the side and trying to figure out a corner <laughs> of the elevator. And we'd be like, just stop. They know. And you're just well, being what's so weird. so funny. I was just going to say, your dad's so goofy. You know, yeah. he, he was like, and our mom is goofy. And they kind of made their career on television being this sort of like goofy... I mean, when your dad started Three's Company, what was that, 1977, I think? Late 70s? Yeah. So, you know, how many channels were there? Yeah. Not like, that many. Like you know? three. Yeah. 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 And, and same with mom on Laughing. You know, you had only a couple channels to watch television and the big shows were so huge. And, you know, th- that generation literally feels like they know your dad and he was so goofy on that. And then I was just going to say, like, was he that goofy in person? He definitely was. And physical. Yeah. He, I mean, he had, he, he was like, he had all sides of him. He was like, you know, there were like Tyler was saying, he definitely had like a depth and a, um, a level of empathy and compassion and could stand up for people in a way that I still want to be able to do. Like, um, you know, if someone like makes like an, an insensitive joke or something, uh, especially about like anybody in the disabled community or anything, like even in like the 80s and 90s when that kind of stuff was like, even someone saying like, there was a word that was like um, spaz, like, hey, don't be a spaz, man. Like that was going, and he he just, he would like turn really hold people to the, yeah, he'd be like, you know, um, 
he would really he'd be like, "What do you mean? What's what, 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 what's the problem? Like people have spasms? Is a, like it was so he could get so intense, um, but it was always like in a way that kind of made people. And it happened to me a couple of times where I made a joke and he was like, "Think about what you just said." And I like my my little mind was like, "Oh, oh right, I didn't even like I didn't realize that mm-hmm. that could be something that someone could be very hurt by." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, he, but then there there were times where he was like. The absolute most goofiest, most embarrassing uh, dad ever. He he introduced the element of scaring uh, each other in the family. So scaring each other has been a huge piece of our dynamic. Yeah, and it's you know Carly has it. We all have a little piece of it. My, oh my three year old son already has it. <laughs> but we will go to great lengths to scare each other, and he definitely pushed those boundaries. I I mean I am so easily startled and I am, am get I have very embarrassing reactions when I am startled, um, but I love scaring people and I also think it's so funny when I get scared or when someone else like jumps. <laughs> and I feel like it's such a true reaction. You cannot control what your body does. It's just uh. so true. <laughs> Melanie has like zero adrenaline in her body, so she. So there have been a couple of times where I've I've like given up on trying to scare her because at the best reaction I've I've ever gotten she'll be like, oh dear, or like she'll be like, oh that's that's creepy. And I'm like, there's no like jumping or like high pitched anything. She's just like, oh I guess I I thought I was gonna die. I felt scared inside, but there's no like. Well, <laughs> it's, adrenaline spike. it's almost a great barometer to see how one would act in a moment of fear when they have to do something about it. You know, yeah. Melanie, Melanie is someone that seems like I would want on my side because she could take care of shit if, if yeah. it was real. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I realized like, that I oh, could not like take care of my family. Earthquake. Like, I, if, yeah. if, if there was an intruder, I, just by the by judging on how I get scared easily, actually, I'd be like, that's what I love about it. It's so revealing of like your true inner well, self. That's why I like, I feel so bad for those people on like prank shows who like throw their friend in front of them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I, yeah. I, I was scared and he was yeah, like, going, your pure essence was right. revealed just, in that moment. I'm just like, exactly, dude. It's, <laughs> at the I, end of the day, my life is more precious than yours. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, yeah. Did I say that out loud? Sakara. S A K R A. S A K R A. Sakara. Sakara. That's how I feel about Sakara. You know, I've been eating so much Sakara, it's giving me that amount of energy that I can come up with cheers on the spot. Sakara is actually one of my favorite food delivery systems. If you want to change your diet, it's great. If you don't want to change your diet, if you know what you like and you still just want to eat healthy and have it be simple, it's also great. So Mm -hmm. uh, they've been very clever about how they formulate it. It's not about restricting for them. It's about what you're eating. So it's all very nourishing foods. But along with the food and the meals, it also has its daily wellness essentials, supplements, herbal teas to support your nutrition. Though They have the, um, the uh, the metabolism super powder. Yes, that's the good shit. So it really focuses on your overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Um, And right now, (laughs) right this second, 
right this second, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash sibling or enter code sibling at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash sibling to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash sibling. Coors Light. It's the beer. It's not only it, it's it's not only the beer of the Rockies. It's the beer of the Hudsons, in, in 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 my estimation. I've been drinking Coors Light since I was 21 years old. Three point beer. If you if you want a low calorie beer, Coors Light is calling to you. Um, Coors Light is brewed with a three step cold process. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. So it's actually made to chill. They have the new design. The new design is the clear skies. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's the clear skies, and their whole thing is like, sit back, unwind, drink it in. And, you know, Mm. I mean, I have to say that kind of is what we do in Colorado. (laughs) They're capturing the Colorado experience for sure. Made to chill, you know, all about mountain cold refreshment. Get Coors Light in the new look. Delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Get Coors Light in the new look. Delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, kids. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So dad's an actor. Mom's an actress. Mm-hmm. And how did they meet? They met through... They, I think they had a mutual... So they didn't work manager together. or agent or something. No, they didn't work okay. together. They, uh, they got set up on a on a date. Um, yeah, and then they had a great first date and <clears throat> moved relatively quickly after that. And then when did <laughs> when did they divorce? Well, they got separated. I think in nineteen ninety. Okay. Or 91. And then and that was like the real thing. The divorce came several years later and was almost, I think I even was like, can you guys get divorced? You're not like tricking us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, right, like, right. You're separate. You're not living together, you know? So how, how old were you guys when, when they actually separated? I was, I think 10, at least when I, when I first got the, right. The news when they like sat us down. Yeah. I was six. I was yeah. six. Do you guys, <laughs> remember, I was 11. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I also was, a, it was like, there was one kid in my school who was a close friend of mine whose parents were divorced. By the time I finished high school, I was like, your parents are still together? Holy yeah. cow. I know, it's yeah. so true. And like, I, there just yeah. was so, but, um, but at the time it wasn't like, a, yeah, it was, it was, it was very surprising and painful. And I, mm. and I also just, I remember like, when I first learned about divorce from like my, my friend when I was ex- being explained why his dad lived somewhere else and all that stuff, <clears throat> I was like, you guys aren't going to get divorced, right? You promise? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. And so I remember like, you know, you're literally like, you promise. As if like, they're like, oh, we really should get a uh, divorce, but we did promise. Our that son. <laughs> yeah. Well, to give them credit, they did. The the only reason I remember it is because I remember seeing Jason understand what was happening. But they were very good about saying that this changes nothing for you guys, and we this has no reflection on you. And I remember being like, "So what's what's the big deal?" It sounds like, you know. Also, because Dad, it wasn't like we had a traditional setup where he had a job every day, nine to five, and would come home. He would sometimes have to travel for months at a time, you know, to do a movie or something. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea of him not spending the night and also, you know, I was always asleep before they were going to bed anyway. So it was just like, he just won't be here at night. And what they did end up doing is that, you know, he still spent a ton of time with us over at the house. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember so seeing Jason's reaction and being like, oh, this is like, this is a big deal. And I, I just hadn't seen that. Wow. Before. Okay. That's interesting. So you're sort of going off of your brother, your older brother in a way, because you're six and you're yeah. sort of like, what the what's fuck? The I don't, what's going to happen? And then you're looking at someone who you love and you look up to and going you're like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. This is real shit, shit happening right now. Exactly. Why is my older brother pouring gasoline all over the house? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Jason, I'm getting a whole new insight on why you were so shy as a kid. You were just like totally like scheming inside of your head all kinds of dark shit. <laughs> that was some dark shit. Uh, no, I, there, you know, it, it wasn't, it, I, I do remember like, I, my reaction was a little early. Like what they, I think what they said was like, we're having some troubles in our marriage, but it was still like where they were going to work on it at that point. Or it wasn't like where we thought about it and we're leaving. It was just like, there's some stuff going on. And, um, <clears throat> and, uh, but yeah, but, um, did you know it all? I mean, like as a 10 year old or 11 year old, you know, even leading up to that, maybe years before, did you notice that things weren't as great or? I, I did not. I mean, I, that was like, I think one of the things is I was just like, wait, I, you know, like, I mean, also I think partly like Tyler was saying, you know, he, he would, he would come home. He was so much fun. So like, I I didn't, I didn't notice any like Mm -hmm. fights. There weren't, you know, like it wasn't, it it sounds like, like, it sounds like your parents really did early on like a very wonderful right thing to do in a divorce and in a separation. For sure. Um, okay, so we're, we're, what about the art? I mean, Tyler, you're an actor. Yeah. Jason, actor. Yeah. Your sister? Uh, musician, but also like a wonderful, she did a, a, a play with me in, <clears throat> in high school in Crossroads and she was so good. <clears throat> But um, she really tore herself apart after every performance. And I was like, but you, you, and she was, she like is truly also like, she can be very shy. She can also be like wild and fun and great. And, and so I think it was, it was super intense for her, but uh, she, she always also loved playing piano and music. And, um, and in recent years, she's moved way over to the music side and she's, uh, I mean, I, I highly recommend her album that you can get. Oh yeah. Mm. Places. It's like, it's just so beautiful. That's awesome. Were all three of you really tight growing up or was there sort of, was there tensions at all? I mean, I would say we were pretty tight. I think like, I also kind of maybe like, after the divorce, I kind of like, I had my family life and I always loved everyone. But then I had like, I really escaped to my friends and to um, just like an outside world. And um, I don't know, I have like a, like a lingering guilt that maybe I was absent during periods of time. Like I remember kind of coming back to Carly and Tyler a year, like, you know, years later being like, hey, so guys, How'd you guys make it through that? Like I was so sort of <laughs> consumed with my own like process of dealing with the, my anger and mm-hmm. my hurt and things like that, that. That like 
and I tried to kind of, I think what I was really trying to do was be a certain type of role model for them. So I didn't want to like give them the real stuff. Mm-hmm. And then later I was like, Hey, uh, here's, here's some of the things. Right. <laughs> so like decompartmentalize my life. Just be like, this is who I am. And I, it was never like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would be interested to hear yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler, like, yeah, yeah. Were you, were you, did you look up to your brother to sort of for direction? You know, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I'm. And he lets you down, bro. Like that. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, I, I never would have guessed that you felt guilt for being absent or anything like that. Um, To the contrary, I feel like for the first, you know seven to nine years of my life, I was just like the weirdest. Wor- I would quit every game before losing. Like we would have a board <laughs> game going and right before I lost, I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's getting kind of late and I'm the youngest one here. So I should probably, and I just remember Jason like, you can't quit. <laughs> just getting so upset. Well, it would literally, it wouldn't even be like you were about to lose. It would be like, it would be like, you would be ahead for most of the game, and then like my character would get like one square ahead of yours. You'd be like, "I don't know about this game." I'm like, oh. Rigged, rigged. Yeah, yeah, you could still win. You could still totally win. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you guys were playing Candyland. It just a felt, lot of Candyland. Felt like yeah. Candyland. Yeah. yeah, a lot of sorry shoots and ladders. Yeah, just get one of those bad shoots and be like, "That's this is not." Yeah, get out of here. Or sorry, but, but we played sorry you, a lot, Ollie. But, Tyler, Sorry, did, it was great. Sorry, did it was you great. ever feel though, Tyler, that that you know your brother was not paying attention to you or sort of giving you atten- giving you the attention that you felt like you needed? I never, not in any way, other than like I knew that I could be the annoying little brother and like bust in the room and like. <laughs> you know, scream or burp or something. And they'd be like, dude, get out of here. They'd be like, all right, that was fun. That was my whole activity that I'd planned for hours. And then I would just laugh. Or I remember there was one story where, because Jason and I would wrestle a lot. And I think it it was a tactic of our dad's that he took a lot of flack for. But when we would start to get into a, to, you know, an argument or something, he would have us sort of fight it out. And he would say, fight until somebody gets hurt. But it wasn't punching or it was more wrestling. Yeah. And yeah, his, he when he would say fight until you can fight until someone get gets hurt. The purpose was not to hurt someone. The, the right. thing was like if someone gets hurt, you have to stop right away. Right, right. So we would try to like get out our frustrations and stuff, but not actually like hurt the other person because as soon as someone got a little bit hurt, we had to like. That's a yep, we really to- great tactic because you're sort of like. It's like, you you know, it's taking away the instinct to want to hurt them because you're actually excited yeah. about wrestling. Yes, yeah. Exactly. But there was one time, I guess, that we had to stop, like, in the middle of, of the fight because your friend was coming over. And so you were like, all right, we got we to gotta stop. And I just, I guess I still had that pent-up oh, no. energy. Oh, I wait, don't know what? what this was. Because one of the other reasons that I didn't want to hurt Tyler is because Tyler had, <laughs> like, a Hulk mode like a <laughs> like like yeah. a Hulkamania mode and I could see it happen and if he got hurt like if I was you know because he would do punching and kicking and I would do a lot of blocks and I would do more like throws and and like maneuvering and uh, every once in a while I would throw him into a wall or something <laughs> like I was miscalculated and he would fall and he would go ah and he'd cry for maybe two minutes and then he'd just start going 
and like start turning red. And I'd be like, oh my God. Uh, Are you okay? And then he'd just come at me with all the power, like the kind of like mom lifting up a car, like off their infant, like just superhuman power. And so the thing that you were remembering with my friend is, I that had happened. My friend Alex was coming over. That had happened. You started like Hulking you know, out. like building up the like turning red and building up the thing. And I just went, okay. I, and I closed the door. <laughs> my friend, I was like, I really have to go. My friend is here. And then, and you just came in. He was like, hey, what do you what do you want to do? And you came into the room fully red, full full hope mode anger, and just punched him right in the crotch. Oh, him, not me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> And he was just like, oh, hey, Tyler. Whoa! <laughs> and he, he left and he was just like, why did he do that? <laughs> I was like, that, that, was, that was my fault. I, I started something that I, I couldn't finish. I knew how to hurt you. I knew by hurting him, it would hurt you right. on a yeah. deeper level. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. my God. Yeah. Where is Carly in all of this? Carly, uh, she just like Carly was not in the wrestling that much. She just I mean, like she singing would, she in could, her bedroom with the door locked. <laughs> oh no, she could like get in there and she would do some refing and stuff like that. Uh, Tyler and I knew how to kind of <clears throat> push each other's buttons to the point where um, we were like, "All right, let's we gotta <laughs> we gotta go settle this." Um, whereas Carly is like, uh, she's always been like a peacemaker. So I think when it was like, she would get into some pillow fights with us. Um, we, we, I, I think I remember like uh, getting into some pretty extreme pillow fights. Not like fun, like feathers everywhere, but like when you, when you <laughs> oh, just, yeah. you, you swing the pillow around until the pillow becomes compacted into one end, like a swinging <laughs> chain mace. And you can really like knock someone <laughs> off their feet with it. Totally. Um, yeah. It's like, this is still a pillow fight. I know you have a bloody nose. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, I only really know you. And from my memory of you in high school, you were quite shy. Yeah, for sure. And, and was that sort of the way that your personality type was at home? Or was that just something that sort of was out in the world? It was, it was strange. I felt like sometimes I felt like uh, I didn't know who I truly was. Because with my friends, I was like, wild and crazy and would do anything and at home I was more adventurous and let's climb something and let's do something you know let's like and then I just I don't know if it was like social anxiety or whatever or I just I and I think also maybe some some of like the separation happening like right as I was becoming a teenager and right as I was becoming sort of self-aware and then I was like well nothing's real then <laughs> right <laughs> who knows what's up like I, you still, hey, your parents still married? Enjoy living in your fantasy world. Uh, <laughs> uh, so true. <laughs> get ready for a wake up call one day. Um, but I, yeah, I think I, I think I, I did like retreat a little bit uh, into myself, and um, and, but yeah, but I, I, I remember like watching Tyler um, with his group of friends in high school and feeling like, oh, wow, he's having a totally different experience than, than I did. So were you more, were you more outgoing, Tyler? 
Well, I, I never saw Jason as being shy, so that that is also sort of a news flash. Oh, he was for me. shy. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I knew there was like uh, I knew he went through sort of the Nirvana. It was sort of a Nirvana. I mean, it was a huge Nirvana it phase. Was, it I think was that had a huge the whole impact. school was in a Nirvana phase, but some took it more seriously than others. That was for sure me. Yeah, oh. I at one point like swore. I was like. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make an oath to myself to only wear Nirvana shirts for my whole life. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, you were deep. You were and deep I did. I, like, cycled through them until they were, like, I still have a couple that are now, like, spiderweb thin. They're oh, insane. Awesome. Wow. So you just connected with that whole lifestyle. Oh, my God. That whole concept. Oh, whole, yeah. That whole concept. Right. I, I had never... It was like the music I loved, but I also like loved yeah. him as a person. Every interview I read, I was like, who is this guy? He's like a rock star, but he's like, oh, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. He's like. Like sensitive he, kind of. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He kind of was turned off by a lot of the bands that I also secretly thought were gross that people were trying to get me into at camp. And I was like, I I kind of don't like them. They seem like bad people. <laughs> I, I, I love the, his, his vision of the world, and I wish we had continued to be able to see how he, like, through his eyes as he matured and got older. And, and I, 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 like, I feel like I miss him. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was a friend that I, you know, I, I mean, I read every possible thing. I, I know. Could find it's so him. crazy because we were the generation of, like, the kids in high school with Nirvana, you know? Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. when you, because I mean, you, you think about like what kind of impact or like what, what, what generation of music are you? Is the really the generation where you're like growing into yourself? For sure. And we were Nirvana and all the 90s, whether it be like grunge rock or hip hop, you know, that was- Well, I, yeah, I went the other way. I mean, I was wearing size 40 gear bows, like huge jeans and- Hill figure sweatshirts and a dance cruise, and I you mean, were I, also I was, like in college at this time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are younger than I was, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't mean to go backwards here, but but I don't know if we talked about this. Why did and maybe I'm tripping, but why did you go so introvert? I think I think I I think I got embarrassed at how unself aware I was. I think I was I had such a like happy childhood, and I was like. Oh my gosh! And I always had like so much enthusiasm, and then it was it, I, I just was like, oh, oh my god! I I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that. Like, I, it was this weird thing where I just I felt so unsure of myself, and so I also like there was a thing in the '90s. Kind of we're talking about it earlier, but this thing in the '90s about like being real, like like. If if someone called you a poser, that was like the worst like thing. <laughs> totally. So you just had to like you just had to do nothing. You just had to be like just do just try nothing. Just do absolutely nothing. That was the only safe way to be cool. Being kind of there was so there was some of my shyness that came from me and my uncertainty about the world, and then there was some shyness that was just like just so terrified of my peers. And I remember there was like a moment where I was in carpool and hey jude came on the radio and there's that line where paul mccartney says well we know that for well we know that it's the fool who plays it cool and makes the world a little colder and i was like yeah it sucks i hate it just like be passionate be excited about stuff if someone is like you're not cool then they're that's boring like i don't know i it 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 like kind of opened my whole 
thing up a little bit where I, then I swung the other way and I was like, I'm crazy. I'll do anything. <laughs> so, so I had to like kind of find, the, I had to kind of find like a middle ground. But um, Still but trying the, to so figure that, it out. And I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> but uh, but that was, that was how I kind of, that was part of why I went so deep into like shyness. It was just like, uh, you know, Aren't these transitions, though, so fucking funny when you look back? I remember when I was, I remember my transition as well from eighth grade to ninth grade where I was wearing a, a rabid Kings fan, painting my face at school, wearing the same bomber leather jacket and sweatpants. I was a fucking, like, I didn't give a shit about what people thought about me. That's a beautiful Oh, it was. Be. But then from eighth to ninth grade, something happened. You look at my school pictures, my oh, eighth my grade school picture, I'm like, ah like smiley with a bowl cut my ninth grade school picture i'm wearing a mustard shirt i have this flop over haircut that's like hiding one of my eyes and i remember i told my parents i want all mustard and plum clothes and i want it to be silk and they're like what the fuck why i'm like don't worry about why i want mustard and plum that's just what I want. And and so a fan fun. of Clue, the board game. You got Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I'm a professor. I can't decide what I want to do. And it's so funny you say that because my ninth grade picture, my friend, uh, my close friend at the time was like, hey, man, don't smile. And, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so you see, you see like all my pictures. I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then my ninth grade, I'm like, this. dude, that's exactly me. <laughs> I look like the world has just crushed me. Yeah. And I couldn't that's be, so I weird. couldn't have been more privileged. And I'm like, this <laughs> <laughs> face. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, what were you like in high school? I, I don't think I came off super shy. I think everybody is probably more self-conscious than they sometimes yeah. appear to be. Um, like, I remember all of the lonely walks in the alley of being like, nobody likes me. But I, the truth <laughs> is I had, <laughs> the alley is where our school was. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the truth is I always had a really solid group of friends who I'm still really close with, um, who I always felt had my back. And we were just a really good class at Crossroads. I feel like sometimes a year can take on a personality, like your whole school year at a school that, that's small. Uh, and I feel like we were just like, we took care of each other and it was a generally pretty healthy year. We felt like we had, had built something and it might've even stemmed from our eighth grade graduation where we were told that you guys are the first year to come this far without any expulsions or like any serious suspensions. You should be really proud. Oliver got expelled. Didn't someone else get expelled too? So like two people. Mm. Did Scott? Scott Kahn. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty Con. Scotty is like a Scotty reoccurring. Was earlier, earlier. He left earlier. <laughs> Scotty Con's like a yeah. reoccurring character okay. on yeah. this podcast. No, I know. <laughs> by, I was... by, by the time I was there, you and Scott were both like legendary. I think I asked you about what I had heard you had gotten expelled for. <laughs> probably was like, you know, I, but I, and I, you were like, that's not. <laughs> but it's pretty amazing to like oh, yeah. leave behind a legacy of like, do you know? Like, Scott stabbed a kid with a pencil in the leg. <laughs> I, I, I got, I got caught cheating on a chemistry test, and they fucking booted me. Oh my god! No, but Scotty left. Scotty left earlier in like tenth grade or something. Went to Beverly. Okay. Yeah. All the girls loved him, so that was sort of like you know he was that guy. And then he, you, remember, they used to do all these like house dancing. 
I remember like the, the, it was really in to do ha- to dance like to hip. It, it was called housing. Yeah, housing. And I remember seeing like Scotty and Ollie housing to like a song. <laughs> <laughs> I would give I would give anything to have video uh, of you guys uh, like house. Me house, too. house you know what's so yeah. cool though is like. Our children will have these videos of them oh. being fucking idiots, you know, because <laughs> we will be filming them. You know, I wish, yeah. I wish that I could see video of me. I remember Kurt saying to me, you know, and I was going out to like some underage club, like ballistics. And he was like, he goes, you guys look like fools. And we're like, what are you talking? I was like, what are you talking about, Paul? What are you talking? He goes, you're gonna look back at pictures of yourself, and you'll you're, you'll get it. You'll get it. You're gonna be like, we're we look like idiots. And I'm like, whatever. And of course we do. And we're like, I cannot even believe we left the house looking like this. There was a time. This reminds me. A time. I don't know if you remember this, and maybe it was just too subtle. But I, there was a time where I went into we we went as a family to Froman's. Yeah, you know that? of course. Yeah. Like Froman's is yeah. the spot. And I decided to, in the bathroom, take my pants off and turn them backwards and pull them back up. Yeah. Because that was a yeah, thing that, that. at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crisscross. Cross. Cross. Yeah. 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 And so <laughs> I remember walking back to the table and kind of like, just like, go with it. Just don't be like, <laughs> you know, you're trying a new thing. I don't know why I decided in the bathroom at Froman's. It wasn't like the whole day I had. I was like in the bathroom and I'm like, you're hey, like the Jewish deli. I'm going to a stall and check this, try this out. And maybe I'll like walk out and people be like, you're like, you like yeah. order a blintz. You're like ordering a blintz and some brisket with your like. <laughs> bag exactly. And they're like, I know it looks strange, but my napkin is going on the butt of my <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Like, can I have? Trust uh, me, I know what I'm doing. Maybe get a kafilta fish and uh, <laughs> <laughs> a pound of locks. Yeah. So you and make that a but, make that a half pint of matzo balls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. This is like a that whole. I could do what we could do a funny. whole sketch on it. <laughs> <sighs> What about you guys, your relationship actually through high school? You weren't together, right? I mean, was there a split? You know what I mean? Like you guys were homies, right? Like in the beginning, you were there was a there was a strong bond. Does- I mean, I yeah, I think we were we were always homies. But yeah, there was like I graduated before Tyler got in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's how that so I was I was more in school with Carly and Carly went to high school with both of mm-hmm. us basically, but but you, but Tyler was in the middle school uh, when I was there, right? For the last yeah, I guess I was in years. seventh grade when you graduated. Seventh and, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and were you were you cool? Were you the cool older brother who would include the younger brother, or were you like, let me just separate these two worlds? You know. I I think. Would you venture when, over to the middle school that was three steps away? <laughs> Ty, did I? I, can't I don't think you did. No. I mean. Yeah, no. Home, I, I know you. You, like, you did for Carly. I know you really were like a, a protective force for Carly in high school. All right, and, yeah. and really stepped up the big bro game. But I don't. I don't know in middle school. I know you did perform at our our senior day, uh, like our senior. What is that? Oh, right. Senior night or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the night that everybody you're like graduating high school. Everybody's drinking and you know maybe some other things. 
And the last <laughs> thing you expect is for the bus to pull up and your entire family to be there waiting for you, Jason and mom and dad. And yeah. Jason, you performed like this incredible sketch comedy. It was like with Eric Edelstein and I think oh Simon came. Gosh, Do you remember right. that? And I do Jay, remember that. But I remember I was just having like a three-hour panic attack that whole <laughs> night. But, it, but then it was like everybody thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And then, you know, everyone was like, your brother's the funniest guy ever. It's so cool. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't, in middle school, I think that's just too big of an age difference. Yeah. And there's just like not a whole lot to... But at, at home, we would like, you know, we played a lot of video games yeah, together. Yeah. We would go outside. We would we would play around. And then it was sort of like when we had our friends over, it was kind of like... You did your thing. Now it's friend time. Yeah. yeah. When did you start to engage in the performing arts, Jason? And then Tyler, what made you want to get into it as well? Jay, you want to start first? Sure, yeah. I <laughs> I So I really wanted to do it when I was like a little kid. And then... When I turned that corner and got super shy and grew my hair out, I was like, nobody look at me. I'll just play bass and like, I'll just go and join the jazz band and I'll do music and I'll just be in the corner. Um, and then it was actually like uh, Davida Wills Herwin. She asked me to audition for like the, the fundraiser for Crossroads and I f- forgot to. And she gave me a tiny, tiny little part anyway um, because I had worked, I, when I was seven, I did an upper school production of Pippin, um, when I was like in the elementary school and she remembered me from there and she's like, Hey, you should, you know, come and join. And from that little fundraiser, I remembered like how much fun I had doing it and how much I actually loved it. And, um, and, and from that point on, I, I just was like, okay, I think I, I, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So Ty, what, uh, how did you sort of... <laughs> Well, I guess my, how it started for me was in 10th grade when everybody started getting their driver's license, uh, Jackass came out and that became like our religion. And so the, you know, the warning at the beginning of the show where they're like, please don't try, these are professionals. Yeah. I felt like that was for us. We did all of that stuff and we had just, like, I didn't have a cell phone, I don't think, until I was maybe 17, um... But a couple of my friends had, you know, they could bring out like their big camera. And so we would film all this stuff and then just watch it like amongst ourselves and laugh. Um, But I think as a result of that, one of my friends thought it would be funny to prank me and sign me up, sort of like how DeVita recommended you for the play. This friend of mine, Clay, in high school, who was new to Crossroads that year, just thought it would be funny to write my name in for, uh, for an ideal husband. And the director came and saw, she was like, hey, I, you know, she knew I played baseball for Crossroads. And she was like, you know, I know you're busy with baseball, but I'm so excited that you're, you know, embracing the theater and that you want to be a part of this play. And I was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't find out that he had done it until we were deep in rehearsals. And I was just going along. Like, I, I don't know if she just did some reverse psychology on me, but I had so <laughs> much fun doing that play. And it stuck with me, but still, this was always Jason and dad and Tex and mom. And, you know, it was their sort of territory. And it just felt like it would be sort of an oversaturation uh, if I were to go in. And and I don't know, I guess my rebellious, I wouldn't say it was rebellious, but I just, I was just sort of floating around, bouncing off of different ideas. And 
And I always had friends who were involved. So my roommate for three years in college uh, was in film, was studying film the whole time. So we made a bunch of student films and I was always, you know, in those. But it was just sort of a fun side hobby. And then it wasn't until um, I, I moved to Argentina after college where I met my wife and she acted in musical theater. And uh, she convinced me to get an agent to do commercial work. I was teaching. By the time I did this, I was teaching at a middle school. Um, but it was only about half of the day. And she was like, you know, she had been going out for commercials while she was on break. In and Argentina? Like, in Argentina. She was yeah. like, I think you could wow. work as an actor in Argentina. And I would go and audition in Spanish. And at the time, my Spanish was horrible. And I would just come out with these ridiculously self-deprecating stories. And that became like part of my socializing in Argentina. People would be like, what did you do yesterday? And I was like, so I guess I accidentally wrote down that I could break dance. And I had to break dance and sing in Spanish. <laughs> two things I could not do. Uh, but awesome. I did. I booked a couple of I started like working and getting good feedback and... And uh, yeah, Jason did have a role. I think when I decided to, so I was in Argentina for three years and I decided to move back to LA and, uh, you know, go full force um, in the acting world. And Jason, I don't know if you remember, but we had a really long kind of serious talk about it. And you were just 100% supportive and 100% sure that it was, you know, that it was going to work out, that it's a hard road and it's not easy, but that you like thought that I had what it took and that it was the right path. I mean, it was like everything you could want to hear from your older brother who's a role model. And that's awesome. Like, wow. Just, you know, I've always looked up to you as a brother, but as an actor, it was, it was everything I, I needed to hear. Um, and our, and our sister Carly was a huge factor in that as well, because before, I moved back to Los Angeles to do it. She, she had been doing some Marie Kondo at our mom's house. This is before Marie Kondo was around, but she was doing like just spring cleaning at the house. And I remember we were talking and she was like, you know, I came across this letter that was uh, a, a letter that I had written to my future self. And she was like, and it said, don't open. Like this is for when you're, you know, like in your forties or whatever. And she was like, so of course I opened it and I read it and I just couldn't believe. <laughs> she started telling me all these things I had written when I was like in ninth grade or whatever. But she was like, you started talking about how if baseball didn't work out that you wanted to be an actor. And she was like, I never knew that about you. And I remember her telling me that and being like, oh my God, I did. That is a part of me. And that was maybe before I started feeling like there maybe wasn't room or that it wasn't my path. Um, and so I remember that being a little green light. I feel like maybe I subconsciously just needed some green lights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, when you said there wasn't any room or you felt like there wasn't any room, like what is that feeling? You know what I mean? Because that's, that's not really a rational thought. It's, it's more of an insecurity. You it's know? definitely an insecurity. Um, but Jason had been acting since, you know, he did his first play at Crossroads when he was in first grade. You know, like it was just always in mm -hmm. his bones and he was always so great and worked so hard and went to school for it. And and uh, I just, that was like, in my mind, that's what you had to do to be a working actor. And so it was just like, well, that ship sailed. And then, you know, and then you sort of start to hear that, you know, I, I think I was 20, I was 25 when I moved back and I just had my mindset. I was like, I'm just going to get into a couple different studios and just go every day and just see if I can catch up. And, you know, 
Did you ever feel the? Do you ever feel the pressure? I know, I know. Kate's gonna roll her eyes because I always talk about this shit when we deal with two actors. You know, one who is perceivably more successful than the other because essentially I'm a successful actor. But when you compare myself to my family, you know that's just the reality of it, right? Um, was there anything in you that is sort of? You know, Oliver's the least successful actor in the family. Right, that's a better way of. Um, is there is there a part of you that feels black sheep ish, or that needs to like sort of do something to prove yourself, even though it may not be rational, and you know that it's coming from a you know not the greatest place? But is that is that ever a part of your feeling? I, I imagine it's deep in there, but I also. I am so lucky that I have a hard time letting those thoughts override anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Just in the sense of like, and it's even true in grade school. Like the number of times I got into a class and it was like, oh my gosh, you're Jason and Carly's younger brother. And I would see that reaction and be like, this is going to be a nice year for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, But anyway, just going back to it, Tyler, like, so... You know, you felt lucky to have your older siblings, but has there, is, but no feelings of sort of that. I, I you know, I want to, I want to become something. I want to be what they are, or you know what I mean, like any of that. Yeah, you know, I think um, as far as like fame goes, that mm-hmm. I think we saw our, as we talked about at the very beginning, we saw our dad sort of trying to duck out of that for so much of our lives mm-hmm. that it, it fame in, in, in itself never really called to me in that mm-hmm. way. I mean, it, it freaks me out more than anything. The idea of like not having any privacy is, so that doesn't necessarily call to me being successful obviously does and wanting to be working and, and like the number of conversations you have where it's like, so what are you doing now? And you just have nothing. Oh, it's a dude. horrible feeling. Uh, and I remember like when I had, I was expecting my son, I was having my first child and I didn't have a job lined up. And I was like, this for me isn't like, it's such a huge integral part to being a dad. I feel like I have to have something. Um, and I remember talking to our mom about it and she was like, you know, there are a lot of those things that you have wrapped up in your head that are not true. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a job lined up to be a good dad. And you know, at that point I was like spiraling a little bit. And I remember being like, I, I can't fix anything either in the kitchen. She was like, you think your dad can fix a toilet? He couldn't <laughs> do jack squat, you know? Right. Um, but I definitely have, I think I just, uh, you know, the fear would be to not be working, but mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't truly find myself, you know, I don't find myself measuring myself up against Jason or, right. or dad or anything. All the while knowing that if if anything, it's helped me get as far as I am. Mm-hmm. So there's always a, a sense of, of gratitude. Um, but I also got a show pretty early on. I, I remember hearing from a couple producers when I first got to LA, they were like, you're not going to work for five years. Mm-hmm. Just be prepared. I- I actually, I think I was one of the people who said that. I was like, listen, bro, I'm so into this. I'm so excited for you. I just want to warn you, there's a lot of rejection. It's a lot of pain. You've seen me struggle through these things. And then he was like, oh, I got a pilot. I was like, look, they don't always get picked up. He's like, oh, I got picked up. I was like, well... <laughs> you could get recast any number of things <laughs> and I was like oh, and I think I, you know I, I think there's also an element I've talked to like a bunch of people there's 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 uh, there's so many different things that come that like 
irrational fears. Though there's also, I think, I think when Tyler and I were having that original conversation, one of the things that I was thinking was like, if 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 he were to just like zoom way ahead of me, like how, like I just want him to know that I would be so excited about mm-hmm. that and comfortable with that. And not that that's how I look at it, like ahead or, but, but whatever, like that, sometimes that can be a challenging thing too. Where like, you know, I know people who are artists, musicians, actors who have become more successful than their parents mm-hmm. were. And it's, it's complicated mm-hmm. for them. Like it's, and, uh, and so I, I think it's like to just be like, you know, we all have our own journeys and it is weird when there's like, uh, a similar journey or a relative father or a brother, you know, and like, I remember going into rooms like, you know, for sitcoms, especially, and then be like, before you start, just want to tell you, mm-hmm. your dad would open his mouth and we would all be rolling on the floor. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'd be like, oh, well, first of all, that sounds awful. Right. Who, who cleaned it up? Um, They're like, and but also, action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'd be like, I'm not going to measure up. I'm not going to measure up. So, so, you know, it's like, you know, it's that it's a strange thing to have to deal with. But I, but I think the more that you can just like, and I think that the conversation that Tyler and I had at that time was just like, the sooner you can like let that stuff go, like the, the better. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I tanked. Only recently have I started been able to like work in some comedy stuff because I just tanked all those auditions because my hands would start shaking and I wouldn't be able to be like free. I just would be like, here's my wild character. (laughs) 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 Just like humiliate myself and then leave and and imagine that 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 casting director for years is like, remember how sad that was when that guy came in and how embarrassing for him and how much shame he brought to his family. None of us pooped our pants. Not one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, my underwear is clean, so I guess we'll call you. So funny, dude. It's so true. Oh, God. Stupid shit that you put in your mind. Well, it's also, you know what must be really interesting? I'm I'm looking at your guys' faces and Jason. Um, You know, you, you would think that you look so much like your dad, but then you see Tyler... And Tyler mm-hmm. actually looks like a lot like your dad, you know? Yeah. So it must be interesting for like any casting director when they've kind of been in, you're, you're saying casting, like you've been in there, they're like, oh God, he looks so much like his father. And then all of a sudden, like five years later comes, you know, the younger brother and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I did have that experience uh, in one of my very first auditions. And I've heard a lot of Jason's story, so I, and he had braced me a little bit that that can be startling or it can throw you off your game a little bit. But I remember specifically walking into one room and she was like, okay, and oh my gosh. Oh, oh, I thought, I'm so sorry. I thought your dad just walked in the room. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I was just like, oh, I can leave or how do we remedy this? And of course, yeah, yeah comedy, you know. Um, so yeah. I, I have heard that uh, a good amount. Yeah, the other the other thing that can be intense is like that, so, like, you know, with his passing, people, you know, that shared tragedy thing that we were talking about before, you know, you move on, you have this hole in your heart and you move on and you're having an okay time in your life and you're not necessarily thinking about it. And then sometimes you go into a casting room and they're just like, 
grab your arm and their eyes well up and they're just like, I just want mm-hmm. <laughs> And you're like, oh my God, I just, right, right now, yeah. right now yeah. we're doing this. Yeah. Um, are you okay? Can I, I'll hug you. I'll, yeah. This I'll, is the, yeah. Isn't that uh, interesting? You. You're like, this is my, it, my dad and I'm, you know. Let me help you mourn him. How do you guys deal with that though? You know, because it's so true. There are moments, I mean, it probably continues on to this day. Where it's just that it's it's so fucking constant, you know, and you have to be cordial, I guess. Or is it ever just like, you guys, we're good, we're good, we're good. I kind of want to rewind to this because you guys were so young. Like, so you're 23, your career's just starting, Jason, and Mm -hmm. you're just graduating high school. And... Your dad, I mean, it was sudden. Could, could you, with as much as you feel comfortable, sort of take us through what that was like for you guys? And then maybe even pairing it with sort of the theme of this show. You know, it's like when you're siblings, you, Carly, and, and uh, Tyler, the boys, it's like, how, does, how do you come together in that moment as well, you know? Well, you had just had a trip with him where he had just dropped me off. He had just dropped me off at college uh, for my first freshman semester. Um, and so we had spent that week exploring Philly and, you know, going to games and um, just taking me around. And it was sort of this, you know, I think one thing that probably we all did in a certain respect. I mean, I even remember like the next day already starting to look for reason and meaning. And, and I think as you do, and whether it's sudden loss or over a period of time, but I remember feeling like, you know, like I'm starting school. Jason is on this like incredible, like a spiritual show. Carly's graduating school. Noah at the time was five. And that was, there was just, it was just full devastation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely put a lot of, I think my own grief on worrying for him. But I do think that there was a lot of like, maybe the universe, you know, it was, it was his time and, and like, trying to find some solace in like that. This is how it was supposed to be. And we had this incredible moment and then it was a send off. And now I'm like, out, and that lasts you for as long as you need it. And then Mm -hmm. you come to terms with, you know, either you stick with that or you, you know, you gradually sort of dig away at it and get to other truths and make peace with that as, as you may. But the the one thing I will say before I, I let Jay go is, um, I remember like one of the feelings was I'd, I'll never feel like I, I'll never laugh again. Like I'll never, and not because he was such a source of laughter, but just because the pain was, was so great. And I, I don't even really remember what you said, but I remember we had all gotten back to Los Angeles from our corners and you, you, you said some, you made some joke about it. I mean, about the situation and how fucked up it was. And we all, it was like a hysterical laughter. And I remember in that moment being like, it's, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this and we're going to laugh. And I think in that moment, also Jason like assumed the role of, you know, kind of the, the man of the family. And, and, you know, I at least definitely started following that lead and um, tried to introduce humor where I could. I think I way overreached. Like I remember... I remember with my friends, the first time all our friends came over to, to sort of be together, I was just like trying to make everybody laugh. And I remember two people like breaking down and having to run out 
being like, wow, tough crowd. <laughs> but like really trying to bury, bury that down. <laughs> Just because it had worked when Jason did it for me, I thought maybe I could help other people out. Right. Um, <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it's weird because you like the first. One of the first things that happens is you're like, "What was the last thing? What was the last thing I, you know?" And and then like for me, he had gotten back from that trip. Like earlier in the week, we had gone to see the Medallion, which was the movie with Jackie Chan and Claire Forlani, I believe. Uh, he went back. We went back home. He gave me like a little candle that I still have. Um, and then, yeah, it was, it was, it was really sudden. And, you know, I, I just got a call and I, we, my, my mom and I went to the hospital and then um, it all went down and we, we found out that he didn't make it, which seemed like impossible. It just seemed like what in the world, how did this happen? And then the, the, the worst part was then having to call Carly and Tyler and, and tell them. Oh, so you uh, were the one you told them. You told your the way siblings. that it worked was my my mom called. No, I called. I had to break the news, and then I passed the phone to my mom, who was um, making travel arrangements for them to come back because they were both had just been dropped off at college by mom and dad. So, <clears throat> yeah, and I, I mean, it's just like it's the worst news you could ever how, give to someone in the middle of the night. How do you even? process something like that i i i I, does something take over that is sort of unworldly in a sense just a survival instinct there are weird things that happen that feel otherworldly uh because it feels like you're you know like in the upside down and from stranger things or something Mm -hmm. you're just like this i do not recognize any of this and everything seems offensive to you Mm -hmm. like the sun going down, you're like, oh, really? Just keep on doing your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you just <laughs> rise and set every day. Like, it's all normal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But but then, like, the, that whole month, the sunsets were, like, so beautiful. It, it was like, I just was, like, making up my own things. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, they, like, they let Dad paint the sunsets mm-hmm. this month. I, I don't know. That's probably not how it works. But, like, you know, you, you like, hold on to these things, and then... And then you look for, you talk to other people. People have different ways of dealing with tragedy and people give you advice and you're like, that doesn't quite work for me or this works. And the thing that really worked for me was, or the first like rock that I kind of held onto was what Tyler was sort of talking about, this sort of perspective shifting idea for me of, uh, instead of what it felt like and what it is in a lot of ways, um, which was ha- like reading your favorite book and then getting to a certain point and the last six chapters are ripped out and you're like, what? That? And trying to sort of look at it as like, this is the whole story now. This was, th- this was the book, actually. There is, we, there's no use like trying to think about those chapters that we won't get to read. You now like, you have to find the beauty in the chapters that you have. And it was this quote that I, that I heard uh, around the time, which was a uh, Kierkegaard quote, I think, the most painful state of being is remembering the future, particularly one you can never mm. have. Oh, I was like, oh, that's all I've been doing. I keep on remembering the future. I keep on going, oh, I remember that I was planning on doing this. I wanted to do this. I wanted, you know, like, and and it's, uh, it's sort of 
it's like this way of self-torture, even though it feels like kind of nice because you're imagining those things. You're, it, um, yeah. So like it was, I mean, it was just, it was such chaos and, and, and like humor helps mm-hmm. sometimes, but then I, you have to remember like where other people are in it and all this stuff. Cause I actually earlier in this podcast, when you were saying, Oh, for divorce, like you gotta be like, Oh, dad's going away for two weeks. I want to be like, that's what we did. Uh, with my dad's passing. Oh, um, <laughs> and I like, <laughs> I stopped myself. I was like, oh, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. Uh, well, that's like, that's like, oh, uh, he's actually, he's got, uh, yeah, he's, should be, well, he just got delayed. Oh, right. Well, it's like um, Tyler, Tyler just, he was all, he was too soon with his own father, with his friends. Um, <laughs> yeah. All of his friends were like, Tyler, that's fucking offensive, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a line, man. Exactly. Uh, But what about the three of you coming together? I mean, when you all first saw each other, was it would it feel good? Good in the sense that you could be together, and you know, or Ty, you you saw Carly before you saw us. Yeah, that that like is burned into my brain forever. Seeing her face was like confirmation of everything. It was like Mm. uh, the nightmare is real. Yeah, it was a nightmare. It was real. And it's also Carly, who we both just love so deeply and who's so, uh, just so open and vulnerable and loving and trusting and had a, was so, so close with dad, as we all were. But, you know, she had her own very just, uh, you know, connection to him that was unique. And um, so my heart like just shattered even more for her and mm. recognizing that it was real. And then we were in the airport waiting for our plane and it was on the news playing above us. Uh. And it was just, uh, yeah. So there was a lot of, yeah, a, a lot of weird having to kind of dance around it because like Jason was saying, every time you would need to take a break from it, like I, I pretty quickly went back to school. I felt like I had to just screw my head back on and get distracted but I would also see, I felt like I was Pepe Le Pew walking through campus because I could see people laughing and recognize me. And they had heard that I was at the school and like get really somber, you know, because I was walking by and not want to laugh. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like this walking wake of depression. And which was also, I'm sure I invented some of it in my own mind, but I, uh, I, I don't know what I would have done with those kinds of experiences or, you know, a lot of the... I don't think I had an appreciation for his impact. I don't think I had ever considered what his presence felt like for so many people. And it took years and years and years before I could put myself in one of those people's shoes who would come up to me and say, that was so hard for me. Mm. You know, and I'd be like, are you out of your mind? The only reason I can... I can stay sane in this moment is because I know I'm about to call Jason and Carly and be like, you won't believe what this person. And then as I matured and I, I like really was more comfortable engaging that conversation and saying like, Oh, well, you know, why do you think that was? Or yeah, like, you know, just hearing it out. I I met a lot of people who learned English from watching him. They were like, he, I could understand him and he was fun and light and people who felt like they grew to love our country because of, you know, there were like these real, life-changing impacts that he had. And, and I, it was just another facet that I got to sort of uh, 
find another angle of, of connection mm-hmm. to him. I got mm-hmm. to experience him. And what a luxury that is to get to hear so many stories about him through other people. And now being an actor in LA, every job I have, there's at least one person who has a story with him. And they're all, you know, he ne- if he wasn't with the kids, he never turned anyone away is what I've, I've kind of come to understand. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've learned that too, Jay, but every time someone tells me a story where they, like he gave up a seat on the plane or, you know, he like gave them his book that he had just finished or these things that I'm like, oh, that was not how he was when we were out in public. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm starting to build this other angle of him, which is a huge luxury and definitely is healing and mm. helpful. There was, uh, uh, well, two things. One thing is what's a strange sort of thing is that like, you know, there's a lot of parallels between the way he grew up and the way we grew up and his dad and stuff. And his dad also died young. And there was a story that like made us laugh and he made us laugh <laughs> throughout our whole childhood where his dad had passed. He went back to work. There was a guy who was like sort of Mr. Cool guy who went up to him. Hey man, I heard about your dad. Uh, condoles. He's like, oh, just didn't have time to say the whole word, huh? Just, uh, on the move. And uh, that made us laugh right? forever. And there was a time where I was with Melanie and we were out at a bar or at a restaurant or something. And this, this woman who's near on the corner she turned around. She went, "Oh my God! I just realized who you are. I like, I loved your dad. I miss him so much." And she went, "R.I.P." And then she turned around. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and Melanie was like shocked, silent. And to her back, I went. <laughs> to her back, I just went, "Wow." Well, first of all, thank you for you know bringing it up. You know, a lot of my closest friends are too scared to bring up something so sensitive. But I, I don't even think Melanie and I had really talked about it. But like. You know, it's just like that sometimes people's like just saying like RIP and then like uh, not even like yeah. looking to see my reaction. Yeah. It's so, uh. so hilarious to us. But um oh, God. But yeah, I actually I do remember I don't even know if I told you this time, but like there's one story that I heard about dad that like was not good. This guy came to me and then he was like, Hey, I know your dad. And I was like, Oh yeah, it was like the first time I had like a weird energy. Yeah, I knew your dad. <laughs> Yeah, he got me fired from a, a show. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He got me fired because I was uh, too handsome. I was like, are you sure it didn't have anything to do with the fact that you're clearly a raging asshole? <laughs> like, coming up to me and telling me that my dad, like, I just was like, I'm... I don't think this is a story. Oh my God, that's an amazing but, story. But that, like, oh, the idea that, like, everything that I know about my dad, like, the fact that he'd be like, listen, this guy's too handsome. He's got to go. But <laughs> 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 just, like, what that guy had to do totally. in his brain to be like, I probably got fired because of all this. Right. And he was. Imagine the scene your dad's like, can someone get the AD? Can someone yeah. find an AD? Yeah. Hey, listen, this guy's got to go. I'm, yeah. I can't concentrate. He's, I, I'm just, I'm falling in love every minute I stare at his beautiful face. Um, this guy's way too handsome. It was just so, it was so funny because like, I, I've never heard, I've never seen anybody come up to me with that kind of energy about my dad. And so at first I was like wildly thrown off. And then I was like, oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now I get it. I think this is your problem. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you resp- how do you even respond to something like that? You're like, I was like, I don't I- think he would have, I don't, I don't think he ever really exercised that power. Oh, God. 
Wow. It's so disconnected and hilarious. Was there a moment when you guys like felt like, okay, we're, this, we're good. I, you know, we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. You knew that, but it was like you found the other side in a way. I think, you know, I think like the thing like that really like it makes you sort of tighten all the ropes on the raft mm-hmm. or something like that's a terrible metaphor but no, I love it I I'm gonna like, use it what ropes what, do you tighten what on what kind of raft is it? <laughs> everything I know about rafts yeah. tells me there's ropes and sometimes they get loose but the raft doesn't sink are we they talking? get loose it's just a little knot so stand I'm like, so I feel like tight. we're in the no. Tom Sawyer type of raft is yeah. sort of yeah. what yeah. 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 That's, that right. my it's an old school raft it's like, right. Exactly, yeah. old school, like, yeah, not like an inflatable. No, 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 raft. right, right. It's, it's, <laughs> those are those ropes are just to hold on. To. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, I think it's like a thing where you start to realize that you know, it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be okay, but that the people around you will be there in those moments that it like just knocks you out again. Because like, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Um, like, well, I don't know. Like, last this last year, um, I was watching Queer Eye, and there was an episode where this guy um, was coming out to his stepmom. His dad had passed away. It wasn't, you know, it's nothing like aside from the father passing away. It's nothing like my story. And and yet, like, I felt like sort of weird. Like, I felt like I had taken vitamins and not like I, I felt like lightheaded. I was like, what is going on? And then I was like doing the dishes, and then all of a sudden, just like over the dishwasher, I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> that, that like best cry!" And it's just, I was like, "Oh my god!" I kind of thought I had like gotten over this, but it's just still there, like waiting for those moments that something comes up, and it's just like still all there. But my brother is here, my sister is here, both my brothers, my mom, you know, like my my family at home, this this my friends, like. There are the people, I think that's what you start to really take stock of is, is everyone who's still here and everyone who, um, you know, will be there mm-hmm. for you in those moments. Mm-hmm. The healing process, I think, takes maybe forever. It does. And, and it is. It's like those, those roadblocks and also those like incredibly happy moments. Mm. They're both sort of the right moments for that stuff to be like, are you so happy? Don't you wish someone could see you like that? Because, again, like, we grew up, Dad talked to us all the time, oh, your grandfather would have loved you guys. We never got to meet him, but he would have loved you guys. My sister has two kids, and and Tyler has two, and I have one. But how lucky, but how lucky are you? And how lucky are your kids that they get to see their grandfather? That we we grew up in a business, and he was That's famous true. and an actor, and he did however many hundreds of episodes of of uh, you know uh, Three's Company, and then everything else he's done. They get to experience him, you know. And while yeah. it's not in person, that is a deep part of his personality, you know. Well, I mean, we watch we watch westerns with uh, our grandfather right. and grandmother Anna, and I, I have so a couple cool. vinyl records of texts where I have a children's record where he's singing children's songs that my son loves. Wow. 
And I have another record where he is giving a backstory to every song. So there are days where we're sitting around and he's hearing his, you know, great grandfather tell him stories. And it, that just blows wow. my mind. It's but yeah, awesome. like you said, it's a, it's, a, it's a side of them. The loss is just, you know, is always going to be there. But I do think in those moments that it hits you, there is like a, a when you get through the, the major waves of grief where it's hard to navigate, it has sort of that, a centering to it where I think like oh, oh man we we saw so our dad was like a diehard Beatles fan that was like his you know his higher power and and Dodgers it was like for me our big connection was baseball and like Beatles was his gift like he could tell us about every song where it all came from and uh my wife and I this last year saw Paul McCartney at Dodger Stadium oh my when God. Ringo Starr came out and they joined up together. And it was like every emotion you could feel. I, I just felt for there was a whole row of kids in front of us and they were just like, who is this grown man behind us? <laughs> Crying and like screaming out to Paul from the nosebleeds. When Paul's like, who has tried to learn how to play Blackbird on guitar? And the three kids were like, we all have. And I was like, me, Paul. but like what it was as close to a like religious awake i'm not very religious i don't have you know i I can't say i've had many experiences like that but i try to think in that moment what this would have been like if Mm. then afterwards i called my dad and was like dude oh my god that was amazing i saw paul and it would be one experience the experience i had was you know, bigger than anything I could describe, you know? So there is, you just start feeling these other levels of, of gratitude mm-hmm. and, and joy, you know, like the, Do you ever feel him? I do. So a lot of people had been telling me to brace myself for when Benjamin was born. And I did. I think I actually did. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm feeling really good with my son and like my dad would have been great, but I, I hadn't had that moment um, for like a couple months. And, I, you know, I was talking to my wife, Lilu, about it and she had some really great ideas. She was like, you know, maybe the idea of a father-son relationship has just always been tragic for you and now you're getting to redefine it as the father. And maybe that's like a healthy... Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's right. I think I was experiencing that. And then there was just one random night, you know, and this is after months and months of putting him down, uh, and I just felt like he was in the room. And it was maybe for two seconds that I was like, oh my God, he's here. And then, it, and then it was the realization that either he was or he wasn't. It's almost too much to bear that he's not able to meet these children mm-hmm. that he would have loved so much. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was a moment. I have a lot of dreams. You know, I, there was a lot of dissecting oh, of dreams. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. There's a lot of stuff that you can't kind of like prove either way or like have a hunch there are things that like there isn't a truth and a non-truth and things like that but there are other things like this sort of gray area where it's uh, like an idea or a a frame of mind or a way to look at something a perspective shift and you can just sort of i've always been like well what way makes me feel better (laughs) what way like if i look at the world and i'm like oh everything's been decided beforehand or we have free will and we can do we can change our destiny and things like that I, I don't know which way is the real way, if there is one, but one certainly makes me feel 
super depressed and one makes me feel like yeah. way better i can i want to work hard <laughs> yeah. and try yeah. hard and change yeah. things and so i think like a lot of things like that i and i you know i i love every time i have a dream about him i i mean they're usually like super strange mm-hmm. like um and usually in them i'm just like trying not to cry i'm like i'm wasting time by crying <laughs> and i'm like and he's like what's what's are you okay and i'm like yeah it's just it's hard to explain to you mm-hmm. but <laughs> i don't know how much time you have i just like i'm just trying to like Ugh. talk to you and that it's, it's it's super bizarre but then like every once in a while if anytime i see something sort of absurd that like makes me laugh that'll be i'm like oh i, I felt like you orchestrated that so fucking great what a great legacy to leave for you guys the absurdity because i I mean i I love i love the absurd it's just so fun and um you know i honestly try to instill the absurd into my kids by just being you know and 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 if you can look at the absurd and think of your dad i mean that's a great fucking gift i think and i love what you said jay about the book i'd never thought about that sort of an analogy and and that is very comforting even to me um who hasn't lost a parent but the idea that we're sort of futurizing when there is no reason to i mean yeah this is just the end of the book and that's okay you know what i mean like this is just what it was there there is nothing else you know what i mean like that's yeah. a that's a that's a an interesting concept and one that if you can sort of grasp I can I can see how that can be comforting in a way. Yeah, yeah. it's I mean it's hard because there's a part of you that's like, oh, I still want to see those yeah. chapters. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But like the more you can be like, I'm not going to see those chapters. Yeah. I, I can't. I I would love there to. There are none. They have not even been there written. Are none. That, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so. That's the ending. It was unsatisfying to you when we got to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, re- reread the book in your mind and go, oh my God, I got that moment. Right. And some people don't get that moment. And, you know, like I got this day and this week and, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Um, it's, you know. Well, yeah. thank you guys for talking about that. You know, I, I know. know. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's so it's important, been a, a minute, and but. I think I think too. You know, so many people lose their parents young, and siblings young, and you know, people in their life. And I think when people talk about their experience with something that is very tragic, that it helps so many yeah. people feel better about. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, it says a lot about your parents that you're able to sort of ha- like lean on each other and like you said, like be able to look into the future. Your future is bright to know that life goes on and that your dad would want you to move on. Like clearly you know Absolutely. that. I think it's a nice thing for people to just feel like their experience is relatable to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, let's do the speed round. Ready? Um, okay, one word to describe the other. I would say and I know I said this with dad, but I would say depth also. I think you can go so deep, as you guys have heard, with Jason on any topic, and he goes right there with you. So I would say a depth, like a, I'm going to make it two, but like a creative depth. Mm. Uh, I'm going to hyphenate lion-hearted. Mm. Tyler has one of the biggest hearts I've ever seen. I, I feel like he's who I... I'm pretending to be out in the world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Uh, who's more athletic? 
time. But Jason's faster, so it depends on your definition. Who's more competitive? That's a tough one. Oh, I think maybe Tyler. I think I think maybe Tyler. Although I also get extreme. I think you you play super competitive, but I think Jason's just happier if everybody's engaged and having a good time. But I think I I think I hate losing more than Jason mm. hates losing. <laughs> <laughs> Who's funnier, Jason? I died for sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I got like 80% of my sense of humor is like straight from Jason. <laughs> so like we were talking about Tri-Lambs and I mean, how many movies that you passed down to me that like, and you're just, I mean, he is literally the funniest person I know. That's true. That's very kind. Thank you. Tom. Who, um, but who, who can deliver the better punchline? Jason. I don't know. I... For sure. I can't stop smiling when I'm trying to tell a joke. I give it away like before I even start setting it up, I'll start giving it away. That's fun. No poker face. <laughs> Who has more who's more stage fright? Who like gets more nervous, even on sets or between or you know? I don't know. I actually I don't know if I've ever asked you about that. I, I know I get Do you get nervous? I get so nervous, yeah. But I, I've learned to be like, okay, that's like my little friend because mm-hmm. I would start to get nervous if I was just like, I'm going to be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like, I feel like the nervousness drives me to like care a little bit more. Right. And, oh, I, I love that feeling before you get out on a stage. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's like a love hate thing. I'm like, oh my god. There's always a part that's like. There's the exit door. You can just yeah. run. You yeah. can just run and never stop. Yeah, oh, totally. Uh, I, I would imagine I do because I'm I'm newer to the game, and I definitely before going on stage every time I'm like, oh my god, I don't think I know any of the lines, and then yeah. I'm like, wait, no, I think I do. Oh, there they are. Okay, we're good. Uh, <laughs> but like, there's always a moment where it's like, this is going to be horrible. Um, yeah. But I've learned to have a, a friendly relationship with mm-hmm. that. With those bad thoughts. They're probably equal. Who has better taste in music? Jason. I would say Tyler for sure. No, I, what? Yeah, Tyler, I, d- dude, I, I, I will obsess about one band for. Melanie is always like this band. I'm like, who? And she's like, oh right, because in the '90s you only listened to Nirvana. <laughs> and I, I, I'm like slowly learning that there's other bands beyond like Nirvana, The Pixies, Bright Eyes, Built to Spill. <laughs> <laughs> All bands that I love because you pass them down to me. That I think that's true. I probably have listened to a wider array, but yeah. your knowledge of music and you were just more musical as well. Like you played music, you know, instruments, and you're deeper in the world. But I I do listen to a lot of music. That's how about how about who? What decade do you think your brother would thrive most in? Like for each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. 1890. Uh, I think he would have been an incredible. No, his yeah. mustache last week would have been. A, you had an amazing mustache. You should not have let that go. Oh, oh, That's a great I think, question. Uh, I think. Uh, I think the 2020s. Oh really? He's a oh. current. He's a current boy. Wow. Yeah, he's just getting better and better. Oh, nice. And then 2030 is the downward <laughs> yeah. spiral. <laughs> Uh, I could see you rocking the 70s. You would have been on the front lines 
for the right causes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a little about the 70s that makes me uncomfortable. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who cries easier? I might. I mean, I cry pretty easy. Yeah. I almost cried. I got pretty close on this very podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you win this round. I win this round. Yeah. <laughs> Who got better grades growing up? Jason. I got pretty good grades. Yeah, Jason was a solid student. Okay. Who calls the other more? Tyler. So I call. Well, I we think- text. We're. Uh, yeah, I feel like we. Yeah, we're more of a texting. We're more text, yeah. and then we meet up. Now we're doing a little more Zoom. It's a lot of like, you up, you want to play this game? Let's do it. Are the kids asleep? Yeah. Throw on the headset. (laughs) Okay. Who's the better dancer? Tyler, for sure. Hands down. No question. I may have helped and inspire the chaos, the pure chaos and joy of dancing without moves. But then Tyler (laughs) took that and added some serious moves. (laughs) (laughs) Who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, man. Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. That was a big one for you. That yeah. was a big one for me. Yeah. I, like, but from like when I was like eight and I saw, or no, like five and I saw E.T. Yeah. And I was like, who, this is my, uh, we're destined. Right. I, oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. If we go back to like being little kids. Yeah. Jessica Rabbit was a bit, but I think Selma Hayek was my first real oh. human. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, she was my first human crush. Oh, Ty- yeah. Tyler, kindred spirits there. Selma Hayek is like. Oh, my gosh. In Desperado, remember that? That's what it was. I think it was Desperado. <laughs> I was like, well, it's it. God. She doesn't know it yet, but we're, we're pretty Holy much together. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Cindy Lauper was a close uh, yeah. uh, second one. Interesting. Yeah. She's like was, your was, mom's age. Yeah, I actually had a dream where we were married, and, and in my dream, I was 20 and she was 90. Like, the age difference had, it was, like, not what it really, like, it would be totally fine now. Like, I, but in my 10-year-old mind, I was like, why did I make this promise to myself, and why did the universe grant this wish? I didn't think this through. It still would have been awesome. I like, I like this one. If you were casting someone as your brother, who would it be? Oh, whoa. <laughs> Paul Rudd? It's uh. just like so... <laughs> Paul Rudd. It's actually That's really good. That's like he says... Maybe uh, Dax Shepard. Oh, oh, that's really cool. Interesting. I love Dax. I like this one. Who makes the best first impression? I think Tyler makes the best first impression. Uh, I would guess you do. No, you definitely do. I can sometimes rub people in like a, uh, and I've been learning this recently. I'm like, that I can sometimes come off as like a little bit of a a, a douchebag. Really? <laughs> I think as like, yeah, it really sucks. I feel, oh, wow. I feel like Jay like is the one that all the parents like love. Like, oh my God, Jason's such a great boy. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's a kid. Like he's so sweet. He's just so, so sweet. Yeah, I, I had to take a, a, an improv class and I had to fill in in another class. I didn't know anyone. And afterwards, they like all went out for drinks and, and I guess I went out with them. And like after two hours, they were like, whoa, you're actually like a nice guy. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, you just sort of seem like a, 
know it all douchebag. And I was like, that, it was the first time I had heard that. And You're it was like, just oh. so straight to my face. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> that's, oh, God. That's, 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 that's terrible. terrible. Oh, my, that's the worst first that sticks, impression. That, that sticks that, with you. I never would have ever put those words to your to, Oh, to my no God. way. Who's the most I adventurous? I would say we're both pretty adventurous. Uh, well, maybe me just by virtue of the older brother like, come on, let's go. Who would go something. skydiving? We've both been skydiving. I, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. But Tyler went solo. I went before you, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Who's going to And then like a sketchier Point. <laughs> oh my God. So maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe he went edges me out of that one. Who's yeah. gonna, who's gonna be, who's gonna survive? Who's gonna be the survivalist? Actually, let's put it this way: Who's gonna last longer on like naked and afraid? <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> I, I was a hiking counselor, so I had to do wilderness training. Oh, yeah, I would say time for sure. Okay. But Jason, like, if we get into, like, a gaming world, you're so resourceful and you're really good at, like, taking in a lot of information and finding the right way. I just, like, run straight forward into walls until mm-hmm. I break through something. So I'm a little more <laughs> impulsive. So probably Jason again. Uh, we're really bad at the speed round. I feel like we have to justify every. every <laughs> it's hand. called the justification round. <laughs> okay. All right, Ollie. You asked them the last question we we asked. Um, so we asked this to every to everyone who comes on the show. It's a two part question. If you could take something from your brother to have as your own, you know, something that you love about them that you wish that you had a personality trait or something, you know, something deep, a part of them, what would that be? And then on the flip side of that, you know, sort of if you could, you know, alleviate something from them, take something away, you know, a stressor of some kind that could make Mm. them feel better or make their life better in in some way, then what would that be? Wow, that is a great question. I would say, I would say um, Jason's, I mean, it's a weird thing to say, like, I want this from him. But I think, like, this quality of <laughs> yeah, his, yeah. this, like, magnetism that that's, like, and it goes back to his depth. He could tell a story that has an entire room just, like, flabbergasted. And it could be, it could be the funniest story you've ever heard. It could be the saddest thing. But he can bring people together with such ease and, and like really lighten a room. I mean, like the whole chemistry changes when, when he's there uh, and always for the better. I mean, he's just like such a huge source of light. Um, so that is an incredible quality that is his and that he should keep for himself. But you want it. Work for you know, you, you but, want it. You can. You can yeah, want no, that. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and I guess in that similar, in a similar vein, I would say, if there's any part of him in those situations, in social situations, if there's any part of him that feels that pressure because he's sort of been carrying that torch for his whole life, as far as just being so fun and so funny, I know that that can really weigh on people and I, I think it is a way you you have fun, but just to know that you don't owe anyone and that you don't, you know, that 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 your genuine self is always, you know, shining through. And and if you ever felt pressure like you had to step up that side of yourself, that you you don't. Um, so if that is in there, I would say I hope you could let that go. Oh man. That's really lovely. 
This is such a good question. Um, I guess, I guess the thing that I would take, <laughs> Tyler, there's a certain sort of like clarity, like a, like a moral clarity that I feel like I've, I sort of struggle with sometimes. And I feel like, I feel like not that, not that it's uncomplicated for everybody and for Tyler too, but there's just like, it, there's such a, just, um, an inherent understanding of like what the good thing to do would be in any situation. And he just follows that road. Like I've never, I, like it just, it, it's like it, the, that road calls to him and he just goes that way. I've, I've never been like, Ooh, what are you doing? Like probably shouldn't do that. It's all like he, I just see him follow this path and he just, he has this courage to just take the next step and the next step, the next step. And I just, I, I can I can sometimes be paralyzed by my own, you know, like indecision about things or or and um so that is one thing that I would take. And if I would alleviate anything from him, uh I think it would be any like sort of anxiety about the future. I mean, now that I just said like he walks forward bravely, <laughs> like <laughs> I think, I think I would, it's like a, a thing why I feel like he seems like he's just on such the right path and, and that like the, who he is and who he surrounds himself with and his family, I feel like to, to take away, to just know that like he's on the right, the right path and that what's supposed to happen will happen. Even though sometimes when I hear that, it drives me insane, but I, I do believe that on some level especially when it's about good things i guess i believe that mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's about bad things I'm like the I world is chaos about good people. <laughs> no no i get that i totally get that because sometimes you can think like you know well why what what the fuck's going on right now but it's just trust i mean it's just trust yeah. trusting that you're you're in the right place you're always in the right place you know exactly absolutely and um that. thank you and man. uh but yeah, but he just—he always his heart and his mind and spirits are always in the right place. Like he—he's a—he knows he has this lovely, beautiful family. He knows, you know, he—he's such an incredible dad. It's really inspiring to watch. Uh, he was a dad before I was a dad, so I got—I mm-hmm. was the little brother for. That's a year, true. So. Yeah. Hey, before we get out of here, I forgot to ask you a question. When we were talking about your dad. Did you feel like Jay that you had to step up in any way, you know, and and be the man of the family, or or was is that sort of just an idea? I think I think in some ways I did. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like uh, being the oldest after the separation and stuff. To I mean, both in different ways. Uh, one after the separation, I was like, okay, in some ways, I'm the I have to kind of take over and kind of guide and be like, Hey, don't do that. Let's do this. Uh, don't do what I'm doing. Don't even know what I'm doing. I'll tell you <laughs> later. Just, uh, just keep your head down. And then, uh, yeah. And then I think again, to um, in a different way and to more family members um, uh, at the time of his death. But I think in some ways everyone sort of stepped up. And so it's a strange thing. It's like a, uh, a, a plug gets pulled and everyone kind of like goes to the drain to seal it up <laughs> before too much water gets mm. out and everyone sort of gets their own little section. And, um, 
And I think there are ways in which all of the siblings have, uh, have filled a, mm-hmm. uh, a hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you definitely filled a, a particular hole. As far as talking about like man of the house or, you know, being like a, a protective force. Um, even as recently as, you know, when, when the lockdown started, Jason was the one in the family to sort of set us all straight a little bit while we were all like, Hey, you know, like, I think we can figure this out, you know? And Jason was like, guys, this is not the time to risk anything if we don't have to, if it's not essential. So like way early when this was all starting and people were still finding their roles, you came in and, and. I mean, it's it's like it set my ship straight. Really, I was sort of waving in between two different mindsets, and uh, and you came in with, with that with that sort of authority in a great way that we needed. My anxiety saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> no one go anywhere. Yeah. Ever. Don't uh, fucking move. Yeah, don't, yeah. I don't even know if we can talk on the phone yeah. like this. <laughs> I'm freaked out. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you guys. Oh, you this guys, was amazing. Thank you so much. This was a long one. It was so great. Long, very oh. long, but thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Producer is Allison Bresnik. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.